If you want to take the Big 12 tournament out of Kansas City, you are absolutely out of your mind. It makes absolutely no sense. I'm Pete Mundo, Heartland College Sports is, of course, where you find us covering the Big 12. It's been a busy week. We're at the halfway mark of the Big 12 football season. We've got the college basketball season right around the corner. Big 12 media days was in Kansas City this week. The women on Tuesday, the men on Wednesday. It was a crazy week uh, for those of us that follow college sports, especially in the Big 12. And we had it all covered for you. We had a couple of guys, Matthew Postens and Joe Tillery, doing great work at the T-Mobile Center for Big 12 Basketball Media Days this week. So credit to those guys. We had you fully covered on all the football action, but it was a lot happening. And one of the most uh, interesting conversations coming out of Big 12 Media Days was about how the Big 12 tournament is staying in Kansas City through 2031, most likely. Brett Yormark said at his press conference that uh, he is working on finalizing that deal with Kansas City. And by the way, we put that clip up on Twitter. I guess it's now X, right? And it got over half a million views. It caused a lot of controversy. I didn't think it was going to cause any controversy, but I guess I should have known better. There are a lot of future Big 12 fans from the Four Corners, Utah, Colorado, the Arizona schools, and some in the new Big 12 who just don't get it. And that's okay. I mean, I understand. You're like, why Kansas City? What's the value? Is it really that good? Why don't we move it around a little bit? Orlando, maybe you go to Phoenix, maybe you stop in Dallas or Denver. Let's spread the love, shall we? Well, until you've been to Kansas City, and I say that as someone who is based in Kansas City, until you have been in Kansas City for a Big 12 tournament, please, please just withhold your judgment. That's all I'm asking. That's it. If you have been to a Big 12 tournament in Kansas City, you have experienced power and light. You have been in the T-Mobile Center. You've seen all that this tournament offers in this town. Then you get it. If you haven't, then you just think, eh, mid-market, Midwest town. What are we really missing out on? Yeah, they got good barbecue, I heard. They got the Chiefs, but they're not playing in March, so what do I care? You're completely misunderstanding how this town, how this region embraces this tournament. So it really got kicked off by Utah fans. And I'm not, I'm not picking on you if you're a Utah fan. I, I'm not, because there's a lot of you that are listening and watching the show and a part of the show, subscribe to this show on on the podcast and whatnot, and we love our future new friends in the Big 12. But boy, you guys have some loudmouth idiots as well. Every fan base does, don't get me wrong, but there's a lot of them coming out of Utah, and they're just showing up out of the woodwork here, who are just completely insistent on Las Vegas being the way to go for the Big 12 tournament, or at least getting it in the rotation. And I'm here to tell you that I have talked with Big 12 sources, they are first off not interested in Vegas because they understand that you go to Vegas, there's a million things going on in that town. Vegas cannot embrace a Big 12 tournament in the way that Kansas City can. In fact, Vegas has two or three tournaments any given week during conference tournament season, along with all the other craziness happening in Las Vegas in a normal weekend. The shows, the gambling, everything else. Like, there's, there's 
nothing that would suggest Vegas would embrace any conference tournament the way Kansas City has embraced the Big 12 tournament. And remember, this is coming from Brett Yormark, who is a New York guy. I believe that Brett Yormark was a little bit skeptical of Kansas City. I think he had these grandiose visions of looking elsewhere. But then he came here, and then he experienced it, and then he saw everything that it had to offer. And that's what you're going to get once you come and see what this is all about. Brett Yormark is all about show. He is all about flash. He is all about glitz. That's how he has branded this league. And if it's good enough for him to stay in Kansas City till the next decade, maybe you should experience it first. That's all I'm suggesting. That's it. And by the way, the numbers back me up. They do. So I went back to last year and I looked at um, the attendance for all the conference championship tournaments, the Big 12, Pac-12, ACC, Big East, SEC, uh, Big 10. I got all of them right in front of me here. And uh, the number one conference when it came to average attendance at conference tournament games was the Big East. Now, the Big East is in New York City. It's Madison Square Garden. You've got 20 million people in the region. you got fans coming out from all over the place. So, you know what? I understand. The Big East is still basketball first. After the Big East of the Power Five conferences, the number one conference in average attendance for conference tournament games was the Big 12, right here in Kansas City with over 16,000 fans per game, beating the Big 10, beating the SEC, beating the ACC, and beating the Pac-12 by a mile. And the Pac-12 had its tournament in Las Vegas at their T-Mobile Center. The Big 12 averaged 16,000 fans per game. The Pac-12 averaged 11,000 fans per game. And by the way, that's in Vegas where it's a lot closer to the old Pac-12 schools than it is the future Big 12 schools. Right? I mean, let, you're, you're right there. You're a three-hour drive from UCLA, USC. I mean, you got all these schools that can easily get to Vegas, get direct flights, no problem, the whole thing. It's super simple for them. And the Big 12 outdrew them by nearly 50%. The Big 12 averaged 16,000 fans per game at the T-Mobile Center in Kansas City. The Pac-12 averaged 11,000 fans per game in Las Vegas. So that also tells me that Vegas is not the draw that the pro-Vegas people are turning it into. It's just they're a bunch of gambling degenerates who want to, I don't know, not actually go and watch basketball. If you want to go to Vegas, go to Vegas. But don't bring the rest of us there, all right? The rest of us are having a great time in Kansas City, and if you really want to place bets... All you have to do is drive over to the Kansas side of the state line, which is five minutes down the road from T-Mobile, not even. It's two minutes. And uh, you go place your bet in Kansas on your app, and then you go back to Missouri and you watch a game. It, it Trust me, it couldn't be easier if that's really your concern. And then I looked at the Big 12 when it comes to attendance at the uh, conference tournament over the last several years since it's been in Kansas City dating back to 2010. 2010. And uh, first off, the most attended 
Big 12 basketball tournament top to bottom in its history was 1997. That was the first one. And that was at Kemper Arena in Kansas City, Missouri. After that, the next highest attended Big 12 tournament was 2011. That was in Kansas City, Missouri at now T-Mobile Center, formerly Sprint Center. You look at the data. You look at the attendance figures. And the only one I could find were the average attendance per game. Remember, you're going to look at the attendance totals and you'll see higher numbers from 2000 to 2010, 2011. But remember, there were more teams in the Big 12. So overall attendance doesn't matter. The thing that matters is how many fans per game. What's your average attendance per conference tournament game? And the only one outside of Kansas City that comes close is 2007. It was in Oklahoma City that year, and that was the year of Kevin Durant and Texas. And it was Kansas versus Texas for a Big 12 championship in the conference tournament that year. Kevin Durant was playing for the Longhorns. So obviously, that was an enormous draw for a lot of different reasons. But that's the only time that the tournament in its different iterations, has come close to matching the attendance it gets in Kansas City. It's been in Dallas. It's been in Oklahoma City. It always does best in Kansas City. That's not even debatable. It's just not. Every data point I just rolled out for you shows that. Clear as day. The tournament succeeds. It does well when compared to itself in other cities, and it does well when compared to the other power conferences. So why fix something that is not broken? Especially when many of you, and I say that as future Big 12 fans or maybe new Big 12 fans, haven't been here to experience it. Some of you are going to say it's easy for me. I mean, I guess, listen, our staff is going to cover it wherever it is. Put it in, I don't don't care, Denver, Vegas, Orlando, Timbuktu, it doesn't matter to me. We're going to be there for Heartland College Sports. And I'm putting my guy, you know, I know I live in Kansas City, but I'm putting my guys up in hotels, all right? They're not sleeping on my couch. I don't think my wife would love that too much with two little kids around. So, like, it doesn't change our lives. It doesn't. It's not about me. It's not about the website. I'm just sharing with you the data. And the first time I saw the Big 12 tournament in action was 2018. And, boy, you get in that power and light district. To me, it's the unofficial start of spring. You get those perfectly crisp March spring days in Kansas city. You got power and light going wild. You got the school bands playing there. You got the beer flowing in the yard. Life is good. And I'm telling you, I welcome every one of you who question it to come. Maybe we'll do a heartland college sports meetup, happy hour kind of thing. Get to know you guys and uh, convince you that you are going to have an absolutely outstanding time. So this was a great decision by Brett Yormark. Uh, to try to extend the Big 12 tournament in Kansas City through 2031. It's an absolute no-brainer, and it's something that the conference should be getting done as quickly as it can. And it looks like that is exactly what is going to happen. So I'm fired up about that. Welcome in. I'm Pete Mundo on Heartland College Sports. I hope you hit the thumbs-up button on YouTube. Also, subscribe to the show. That way you never miss one of these shows. If you're on the podcast, you know what to do, right? Leave a five-star rating and review. It'll take you 60 seconds. And then send me a screenshot to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. That's how you can get a hold of us, and uh, that's how you get your free Heartland College Sports koozie.
Of course, drop those comments on Facebook Live and on YouTube Live as well. Great way to get involved with the show and the conversation. I'll pop some of those up on the screen here throughout the night. Um, speaking of other news that Brett Yormark made, or I guess did not make, coming out of uh, the Big 12 media days this week, he was very quiet on expansion. You know, there were a lot of reports this week that the Big 12 might be interested in Gonzaga. That came up again. I think it's an awful idea. I don't get it. I see no appeal of Gonzaga. It's way too tied to Mark Few. I've talked about this a million times. I just, I, I don't see the appeal at all of Gonzaga. Now, that being said, um, I'm looking at this and I'm saying to myself, okay, what is Brett Yormark going to say about it this week? And here's what Brett Yormark had to say. He said, I will say this, quote, no different than last year. If an opportunity presents itself for me to strengthen this conference, I'm going to explore it. That is from Brett Yormark. So basically he's saying, just like last year, if I see an opportunity for us, I'm going to jump on it. I'm going to take it and run with it and see what we can accomplish and see what we can get done. So to me, that's a guy that's basically saying he's open for business. That's Brett Yormark saying, you know what? I would be open to the possibility of potentially getting more teams into the Big 12 in the right situation. Maybe it's Gonzaga. I hope it's not, but maybe it's Gonzaga. Maybe it's a couple of ACC schools if that thing continues to fall apart. Maybe it's Oregon State. Maybe it's Washington State. But clearly, he brings up the obvious. The league remains open for business. And why wouldn't he say that? If you're not growing, you're dying. That's how it works in college sports. So for your mark to say, yeah, we're done. You know, this is it for a while. Now, it probably is it for a while, but he'd be foolish to say that. So he's not going to say that. So he said the right thing, which is same position as last year. If there's a good opportunity for us, we're going to jump on it. But that was all that he had to say about um, Big 12 expansion at media days. He really didn't give anything more than that. So uh, leave me your comments, by the way. Do you want the Big 12 to expand? Do you not want them to expand? Who do you want to see them go get? I am not nearly as opposed to Oregon State and Washington State as some people are. I say, you know what? More the merrier. They've got good football programs. They've proven that over the last few years. Heck, I mean, they're playing better football than a lot of Big 12 teams right now, old and new Big 12 teams. And I'm not just using one year as a sample size. I mean, they've had their ups and downs. But both programs right now have been in the top 25 this year. So let's not overlook that. Let's not act like that is completely meaningless or irrelevant because it's not. That, that matters. And I still believe that football is king. Brett Yormark can continue to push the notion that, well, you know, we're going to decouple basketball from football media rights and sell them separately. I, I mean, I'm all about that, but you got the best basketball conference in America right now. Gonzaga is not going to change that in a large enough way to justify adding them in basketball. And then there were like a few other sports that were being talked about, like soccer. And it's you're going to fly soccer teams from Orlando to Spokane, Washington. Come on. I, I just like if it made sense, of course. I think it makes more sense to do that for Oregon State and Washington State than it does Gonzaga. So count me in as just uh, being much more interested in those other teams out of the Pac-12, the two leftover teams, than Gonzaga. If you're asking me, 
for what that's worth at Heartland College Sports. So um, we're getting ready, of course, for week eight in the Big 12, right? I'm going to get you my underdog, my lock, and my bad bet coming up on Thursday night. So keep an eye on that show. We'll get to it on Thursday night. Uh, I wanted to jump in and talk about this Big 12 tournament fiasco, the drama around that. I had to put that to bed here on the show for a few minutes. And then, you know, you got six games this weekend. We've we've been shortchanged the last couple of weeks. We've only had five games each of the last two weeks. We got six games, all games on Saturday, all games I'm fired up about for different reasons, by the way. You got UCF at Oklahoma. You got the Dylan Gabriel storyline there playing his former team. That's going to be a lot of fun. You've got Baylor at Cincinnati. Boy, two teams that desperately need to get in the win column. You have Oklahoma State at West Virginia. Uh, Two teams that, boy, you want to talk about unpredictable seasons? These have been, in many ways, the two most unpredictable teams in the Big 12 this year. And the fascinating thing is the winner of this game is legitimately going to feel like it's a Big 12 contender and dark horse. The loser of this game is going to feel like its season at the halfway mark is officially a disappointment. That's how big of a game that is for both of those teams. Kind of like the Texas Tech-Kansas State game last week. We knew the loser was going to feel like their season was effectively over. That's Texas Tech, and that's the case. And Kansas State wins. Of course, the Avery Johnson storyline is wild, and now they're back in the Big 12 title hunt. It's just crazy. You've got Texas at Houston. I mean, (laughs) old Southwest Conference matchup. So much intrigue. Dana Holgerson back against the Big 12 powerhouse. Texas top 10 team. Dana Holgerson has been talking about it this week, understanding how big of a game that is for this program and this team. And, you know, just trying to uh, pull this sucker off as a three touchdown underdog. So that's intriguing for its own reasons. Tech at BYU. Both these teams are looking for bounce back games. BYU got crushed last week by TCU. Texas Tech had a really disappointing loss at home to uh, Kansas State. So both these teams are looking for a bounce back. And then you've got TCU at Kansas State. Two brand new quarterbacks likely getting a lot of reps. Josh Hoover for TCU, who had a huge game last week in the win over BYU. And then Avery Johnson. How much is he used? Does he start? Is it Will Howard? I, you know, I would give Avery Johnson plenty of reps based on what I saw last week. But man, the storylines in this conference are very good. If you're a Big 12 nerd, and theoretically, if you're here, that's what you are, a Big 12 slash college football nerd. And that's why we love having you, because that's exactly what we are. We are simpatico on that front, and I love every second of that. So I will give you, and by the way, the picks this year are on fire. Let me pull these up. My picks, my bad bet lock of the week and um, underdog are now 11-6-1 on the season. That's right, 11-6-1, went 2-1 last week. So we are just racking up the wins. I picked K-State plus 1.5 against Tech as my underdog. Um, my lock was Iowa State plus 5 against Cincinnati. Should have bet the mortgage on that. And then my bad bet, I said TCU minus 5 against BYU is a bad bet. That was a loss. But 2-1 and one is a good week, baby. So join us. As always, we'll have that show for you on Thursday night. Make sure you're subscribed to the channel on YouTube so you never miss an episode. And on the podcast, hit the five-star, leave a rating and review, 
and we'll get you guys hooked up here at heartlandcollegesports.com. We so appreciate you being a part of the show, and um, we are thrilled to be continuing with you. Let's get to some of your comments. Peter, love the name. Oregon State, Washington State are not bad options. I would wait to see what happens in the ACC. I prefer Pitt, Virginia Tech, over the Pacific Northwest schools. I'm with you there. I'd rather go east than west, but um, I don't know when that ACC timeline is going to happen. Not sure. Reagan asks, let me see the TCU sign. You're right. There it is. You see it there? You happy now, Reagan? Sorry, man. I, I, Jeez, I mean, I got 14 teams here. I can't fit everything in the... Uh, in the screenshot, I'm trying to. Uh, G. Brew writes Utah figures, talking about the Big 12 tournament. No, I listen. I love you, Utah fans. I'm glad you guys are here, but you got some bad mouths. Yeah, big mouths, I should say. Big and bad mouths, and not very smart mouths either. And they are being very vocal about this. So they just got to chill out. Everything's going to be fine. We're going to get through it together. And come to Kansas City, first beer's on me, okay? Find me a Power and Light District. We'll have a good time together, I promise you. I'm Pete Mundo. Have a great night, guys. Take care. Hit that subscribe button. Um, Join the show. And we so appreciate you being here. A lot more Big 12 content on the website at heartlandcollegesports.com. And also on top of that, make sure you are checking out our other shows. We've got a TCU show. We've got K-State. We've got a lot of Big 12 shows on podcast exclusive. So search Heartland College Sports wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to all the shows if you want. And we'll talk to you soon. Take care.